So they always told me when I was growing up that, you know, preparation is key. I've always heard that, like, what you're doing right now is who you're going to be in the future. You know, and as you're younger, hearing things like that, like, you better start preparing today because in the next five, in the next 10, in the next 20 years, whatever you're doing today is going to basically take you on that course. So hearing that as you're younger, it doesn't really, you know, for some people, they might really be driven because, you know, they are being forced by their parents to do well, to make good grades, or else, you know, they would have privileges taken away or you know, they will get another kind of consequence. But for others, it will more so be like, well, whatever, because we're not necessarily thinking about the time because we're so young. And <laughs> and, and that is just like, as you get older, you start to see how time really does pass. You start to see how time really did fly by like, really quickly. Um, sometimes, you know, and it used to happen a lot before where, you know, even whenever I was younger, I used to say, man, I can't wait till I get older so that I can drive or so that I can just be uh, independent and so that I could just be able to buy what I want or to just do whatever I would would want to do. And when I officially graduated high school, you know, I, whenever one year passed, it was like, man, I graduated last year. And then as time kept passing on, it was like, man, more time was passing by even even now, whenever I look at it, it's like, man, it's already been years. Like, it's been many years since I graduated. Wow, time did fly by quick. And, you you know, sometimes it'd be like, if I were to go back and if I were to listen, adhere to, you know, what was being told of me, um, for the most part then, or if I knew what I knew now back then, then I would have changed a lot of my decision making, you know, because some many times and for the most part. And the truth is, many people do not have to experience hardship because of making bad decisions. You can still, you know, strive to do well. And I'm saying strive to do well in the Lord. I'm talking about, you know, Jesus Christ. Strive to do well whenever you are young so that whenever you get older, you know, you can be faithful and stable in the Lord. And, you know, that, that that's true. That's true. That's true that time is important. You know, time is of the essence. It is important that we make good decisions, make 
faithful decisions now instead of waiting to make those decisions later on in life. You know, we are going somewhere. We are on a journey. We are getting closer and closer each and every single day, more closer to our day that we are going to die and we will have to stand before the Lord on the day of judgment. And who wants to stand before the Lord just for him to have given you however many years that you lived on this earth? Who wants to stand before the Lord if he's given you even to what it may seem like to a person like 75 years, 80, 90, 110, 120 you know, even going backwards, 65, 50-something, 40-something, you know, and even down. Who wants to stand before the Lord just for him to say, depart from me, you that work iniquity, I never knew you. Even though, you know, some people actually really, you know, there's some people, a lot of people who said that they don't care, they don't mind, but the day of judgment is coming and it is real it's real and it is the lord's grace and mercy it's his hand that is covering us it's his hand that's protecting us so preparation is key it really is key as we are on this walk of faith for the sons and daughters of god those who believe in Christ Jesus. It is an everyday decision to decide that you are going to follow Jesus again and again and again because there are many different attacks, many different assaults that the enemy tries to throw in a person's mind and throw in a person's heart to go back to Egypt even though God is wanting to take the sons and the daughters to the promised land you know it's in the enemy's tactics to still kill and to destroy and to take our focus off of Jesus so every single day we have to overcome what this world is wanting to throw at us the opposition the adversity of man you know the different thoughts that the enemy might throw in a person's mind like you how would you be able to overcome you know it could be very discouraging you know sometimes when a person may see what they think to be a faith a faithful person or a faithful christian in the faith and then they turn away from the faith or they get in a lot of trouble or you know, just the different examples that you think like the pastors and the apostles and the prophets and the evangelists and teachers, just the ministers, the bishops. And whenever they do something, they start to say, see, and they say that they're Christians. I definitely, you know, why would I want to be a Christian? Well, I might as well just stay in the world, you know, and there's a lot of people who have gotten that 
bad rep because of, you know, seeing what people around them did, not in righteousness. So they decided to not want to pursue Jesus because of other people. But at the end of the day, we are to mark the perfect man. We are to know those who labor among us, which is why it's important for us to, you know, know a healthy church, to go to a healthy church, to be underneath healthy leadership. And whenever we see Jesus even if somebody is in, you know, a bad atmosphere, a bad church. Um, and for the most part now, you know, people are not going to church and they're just watching church online because, you know, of the whole virus that happened. Um, but people are watching their ministers online and they're not going to church. Well, whenever you stand before Jesus, he's not going to pat you on the back and he's not going to look over that he still requires for every person to play their part he still requires for every person to you know read the word of God and to spend time with him to seek his will because we are to seek the will of the Lord until we find him you know God is speaking it's just we have to be able to hear him we have to be in position to hear what he's saying and It is not going to be like when we stand before Jesus on Judgment Day. It's not going to be a second chance. So literally all this time between heaven and earth, between earth and hell, you know, all of this time as we are living here on this planet, every single day we are deciding what we want, who we want to be like. We are deciding do we want to be like Jesus or do we want to be like the devil? And a person cannot wait till the last day. Just like, you know, whenever I used to be in school and the teachers used to give us assignments. Like in some, when I say some, maybe one or two people will probably do it instantly and then the rest of the class they'll probably just wait until the middle of the time given so if the teacher give us a month they'll probably wait till the middle of the month or even the end and then some people will wait the day before or even the same day in order to get the assignment done but we are not supposed to think like that we are not supposed to procrastinate we are not supposed to just do this whole We're not supposed to do this, you know, I I was going to say Russian roulette with our life. We are not supposed to gamble with our life because our life is in the hands of the Lord, whether people want to believe that or not, or whether people want to serve him or not. He still is the one who gave us our, our air, our breath. So literally, it's the mercies of God that he keeps us alive because he can decide at any moment to just 
allow for our hearts to not beat anymore. But God knows the purpose. He knows our purpose for each person. And there are some people who, you know, they do everything they wanted to do. They had the friends, they had the money, they had the careers, they had all the ambitions. They do everything they wanted to do. And when they got sick or when they had, you know, um, when they had like a medical emergency where they fainted or where they had a heart attack, literally, they would wait until they get on their deathbed. And, you know, we know that as deathbed repentance to they know that something is happening to them. They know that their life is slipping away from them just for them to ask God to forgive them for their whole life, for living their whole life like that. You know, some people, they would admit that they knew that God was calling them. They just didn't want to follow. And so that's not for us to gamble with our life because for the most part, you know, the Lord, the Lord has mercy on who he chooses to have mercy on. And if you are the person who he was given chance after chance after chance after chance, then you try to repent on your deathbed. That is in the hands of the Lord to decide. And it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. It's very, it's very frightening and real because he is holy and just. And when people actually stand before him, they are going to know that, man, everything that I've believed, everything that I did, it was vanity. It was a waste of time. You know, everything that I did could not save me because whenever we die, we are not taking anything with us. We are not going to take our riches. We're not going to take our friends. We're not going to take our families. We're not going to take our education. We're not going to take our careers. Nothing is going to go with us whenever we stand before Jesus. And so deathbed repentance is not something that we is not something that I encourage. The time is here and the time is now. Choose today whom you will serve.